Hey, it's Josh. And Morgan. Welcome to the Hot Coffee Podcast. You making me do this by myself? No, I just forgot. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hot, Hot Coffee, Coffee Podcast. Podcast. Hebrews 10, 24 encourages us to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And that's what we hope this podcast can do for you. It's our mission to use this platform to create and have boundary-breaking conversations that help to build relationships with your friends, your families, and Jesus through love and, of course, coffee. We are coffee lovers and we are Jesus lovers, and we want to bring the two together. Throughout this journey, we'll be sharing what coffee we're enjoying, whatever is on our hearts, and what we feel could encourage the lives of our listeners. While we hope this podcast reaches listeners of all ages and all walks of life, we pray it reaches our generation of young people navigating this world while discovering their faith in love of Jesus. We hope that wherever we are meeting you in your life, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married, you know that you are loved. Grab a cup of coffee. And and let's let's get get started. Hey, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It has been a while. It has been a while. We did not plan for this break. We did not. We do appreciate the people that asked us. I had a handful of people ask us when we were coming back. So we do appreciate that and kind of feel loved a little bit there. But uh, we got a little bit busy. Just a little. The holidays kind of hit right after our last episode. It was like Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. That is how the holidays work. And then just some family stuff and all those kind of things. We just had a lot kind of go on and happen. And uh, so we're back. We are back. School started. School has started back. Obviously, we've been back in school for almost two whole months now. You've almost (laughs) went maybe three days total, but between snow and flood and everything else. But you think we had all this time at home to do a podcast. But we, yeah, we should have. But we are back and we want to make you guys a priority and make this whole thing a priority again. And so we are changing just a few things. Not really just one thing. Yeah, we're uh, we're just going to, we're going to plan on doing an episode every two weeks. So instead of every single Thursday, we'll just do every other Thursday. You guys can plan to wake up and get ready for Hot Coffee Pod to drop. So yeah. and maybe we'll um, be longer since it's gonna be every two weeks. So maybe you'll you could break it down and once listen to half one week and the they other probably half. already think our episodes are too nah, long. I, I, they, they love it. They love yeah. it. The people we'll love us. We'll um, but yeah, just you know, we'll drop an episode this week and then you'll kind of have a, a whole week after that to they listen to how it that works. a couple times <laughs> and give us five star reviews and just let us know how we're doing. Oh. And then we'll be back in just a week after that. But, <laughs> uh, we're excited to be back. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done it. So I, it's today could be a lot of fun. We'll see how it goes. But going back to what are we drinking? Cause we kind of have a routine here on our show. What are we drinking? Well, what have we been drinking for the last three months is the question. <laughs> And uh, the, the answer is quite simply a lot of coffee. We are drinking a lot of coffee. And, uh, of course, we, we always drink our Chapman's uh, during, the, during the morning hours. And uh, we always drink our Highlander Grog, which if you listen, you know that. You've heard enough about it. But uh, over Winterfest weekend, we had to kind of um, settle. <laughs> and I got exposed by... Mr. Chapman for this, but we had Folgers and Tim Hortons uh, just during the Winterfest weekend, which we'll talk a lot about um, as we get into this. But Morgan, have you had any other drinks that you just, you know, just really excited to share? Um, So was that my birthday drink? 
no, 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 no. So I got my birthday drink from Starbucks. I think I just got a, the shaken almond milk espresso, which I just love. But on Valentine's day, I went into Starbucks. Cause Valentine's day was what? A Sunday. Monday. It was a Monday. Monday. It was a Monday. That doesn't make sense. Oh, I went in on Sunday though. It was Sunday that I went to Starbucks to, um, get a coffee and they were having a Valentine's day, like special drink. And it was like a, it was a mocha with strawberry cold foam, but I didn't want the iced mocha latte. I wanted just like an iced coffee with mocha. So that's what I got. I got a mocha iced coffee with a strawberry cold foam. And that was surprisingly really good. Um, I asked for the strawberry cold foam, like last week, asked if they could still make it and like put it on my coffee and they did, but it wasn't as good that time. So, but it only tried hard on Valentine's Day. They just tried hard on Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I can't think of anything special I had to drink. We did, when we were down in Gatlinburg, we did stop at one place. It was called the coffee shack Coffee shack, and it, it was okay. Um, it wasn't too bad. I had I got a, some cute shirts from the store beside it. Store beside but that's not what we're drinking. So, but that's what we've been drinking. We're excited to hear from you. Maybe you have a drink over the last few months that you've been um, cherishing and really enjoying, and uh, we'd love to hear about it. Or if you have a coffee shop near you and would like to recommend something, we'd love to to know about it too. But now we're going to lead into our favorite segment, and I know I, I just got so many people wrote letters to me. <laughs> about how they miss the song, Morgan, and they just are so excited to Nobody hear what you cares about this song nearly as much as you do. I and really it's love not it. even a song; it's more of a jingle. And, and the jingle again, no one cares about. But it nobody, as much as you guys, do. she won't sing it unless we're on here. So I'd love for you. Why to would go. you? Why would I sing it? I've asked, time? and you said no, That's not today, not, not today, Josh. But we're happy, crappy. That's all I got. That was great. That was fantastic. And I don't know why you care so much about it. That was great. Okay. Happy crappy. We're going to kind of think about the past month, month and a half, because that's kind of how far along um, it's been. So do you want to do crappy or happy, Morgan? What would you want to start off with? It doesn't matter, babe. Let's do do happy so we can be, or crappy so we can be happy at the end of this. Okay. All right. So what is something that has been hard over the last month or month and a half? Um, Well, um, our dog... Noni, uh, who we call Sissy, um, she we she uh, crossed the Rainbow Bridge a couple of weeks ago, uh, almost three weeks three weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that's been very hard, very crappy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's been yeah. really hard. Yeah, that's been hard on the whole family. Um, not sure the boys still completely understand the whole. I mean, they know Sissy's gone, but. Sissy got sick uh, pretty quickly and made some dramatic changes over they, a short period of time. So it was we kind never, of sad. To yeah, we see. never went through and like did the all the advanced imaging testing and stuff to find out exactly what it was. But based off of like her symptoms and the things that we were noticing in the last few months, it was they were they were assuming or thinking that it was probably some type of brain cancer or some type of tumor um, in her brain. So. Um, there wasn't a lot that we could do to really give her the best life that she needed. And I mean, to be honest, the day we ended up having to take her in, she couldn't even stand up. Like I carried her to the car, um, and she never again stood up on her full four, four paws. So, um, it was a rough day. It's been 
a rough adjustment. However, after three weeks, I finally like cleaned up the corner of her stuff today. So yeah. it all kind of sat there for a long time. So, so that's, that's been hard. Um, I would say over the last month, month and a half, just a struggle has been just finding a good solid routine. Um, you know, Morgan and Jameson have been back to school since January, but honestly, because of the weather here in Ohio, it's been either flood days or snow days or virtual learning or two-hour delays. So finally finding a routine over those, it, it was kind of hard, um, especially over the holidays. Traveling with kids is not the easiest thing. And like keeping a routine over such a period of time that is so like busy and chaotic, that was just kind of a struggle of mine. So yeah, if you're a parent out there, you probably understand that and get that. But uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's go to um, happy. What's something that you've enjoyed over the last um, month or month and a half? Um, right at the beginning of the year, I started back up with my epic workouts. Um, and I've really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, like getting back into it. With volleyball, I took the volleyball season off. And then once volleyball ended, I just kept putting off reaching out and um, like revamping that. So uh, I did that right at the beginning of the year and I've enjoyed having that back and trying to put that as a regular um, into my routine. But um, so that I would say has been one. And then um, I would say just like watching the boys grow up. I feel like they there's feel like they've changed a lot since the last time we uh, have done an episode or um, or really shared much about them. So I don't know. I just I feel they're coming up on two and four in a couple months, and they are just really fun kids. Although them being two and four can also be a crappy in many ways sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but. What about you, babe? I think, and this is going to be from left field. You're going to be like, what? Uh, but over the holiday season, I fell in love with making candy. I made hard candy for like three weeks in a row. And uh, I made like nine different flavors. But it was just one of those quick little hobby things that I made it once. It was really fun. So I just started making it and there was a couple nights when I was making it and we were handing it out and giving it to people and things like that. But there was one night where we all kind of worked together on it and the boys even kind of helped putting the food coloring in and watched me pour it out and all those different things. So I think for me, um, that was that's something that brought me joy. It's a little thing. And then we're going to talk about something um, kind of in the main part of this that brought me joy too. But I think that was just a little thing. You know, there's little things in life that can just kind of bring you joy. And uh, making candy was one of those this uh, yeah. past holiday season. And it's something that I hope to do every year with the boys so they can be annoyed that dad's always making candy. That's going to be my thing, hopefully. But uh, that's something that brought me joy. Uh, we Or brought me happiness. But we do hope and encourage you to share with us what's been going on in your life. Um, the last few months and if there's anything that we could pray for you about or with you we'd love to do that or we'd love to celebrate and be happy in your happiness too so yeah so with that being said we are gonna jump into um our our content for for the week for the episode whatever um 
So uh, Josh has mentioned a couple times some of what we are going to talk about, and or he's referenced it a little bit. And um, we said that while we were at Winterfest, we had to, you know, we talked about the coffee we had to settle for. Um, <laughs> but Winterfest was just last week for us, and um, it was such a great weekend. Um, and we really gained a new perspective for, like, for our youth group and for the kids that we have in our youth group there, it's not a very old youth group. We only had three seniors on the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and so from other, other than that, it was, um, it was actually a handful of middle schoolers too. Um, and so a lot of sophomores. So, um, we really gained a new perspective of the young people and the things that they're going through right now. Um, in previous episodes, we've talked a lot about COVID and the pandemic and how that's affected like our lives. Um, and we know that it's affected everyone's lives, but I feel like, um, as adults, we look at how it's affected the kids and we're like, oh yeah, they lost their season or they mm -hmm. lost a dance or they didn't get to go to their championship game or they didn't get, like something got cut short or, um, just like the, the little, like the big things they've lost that, that that's what we see is, is really affecting them. Um, and I think that we've actually gained a really like beneficial perspective of better understanding how this has affected them yeah and i think um just to add on i think we focus on all of that with anybody with covid we think yeah. about everything that everybody even adults have missed and we didn't get to have the family reunions and stuff like this but like morgan was saying sitting down with these kids for the weekend literally we were in a cabin so we were like with them every day uh, every moment we did kind of gain a perspective and it kind of opened our eyes of, of some of the internal things I think that a lot of people has dealt with throughout COVID and so this is relatable for all people it's just not yeah. these kids that we're like thinking about but even adults and, and people in your lives I think um, this may change your perspective on some of the things that everybody's kind of gone through so yeah we um I know in one of the uh previous episodes might have been even season one uh, we were talking about how COVID has affected like Josh's like, like youth ministry and like what we can do for, for our youth. Um, and it was, it, you know, it was, well, we, we can't do anything. We can't go out. We can't go and do our, our outings that we used to always do. We can't even meet at the building. Like we'll try. So, so it's like, let's try virtual thing. Let's do a virtual Christmas party. Let's do. And some of those worked for a couple times, but then it just got to a point where like, it wasn't working anymore. Um, and it just like the youth group itself plummeted. And I feel like Josh and I, uh, I know especially Josh, like it really questioned, it really made him question like what, like what, what you wanted to do and right. if this is where you wanted to be. Right. Because I think in, in youth ministry and, and mainly all jobs, that personal connection is what kind of makes you thrive and what makes you feel like you're doing something and accomplishing something. And so literally when youth group stuff and things like that stopped and it went virtual and all these things like that, like youth ministry really thrives off building relationships with yeah. people and getting to know people. And like you take, you know, I've always told people and then think about it, youth group trips are like the biggest growing moments. And so when you take all of that away, it was kind of hard to connect with kids there's obviously been a drop off in everybody. I mean, parents respectively weren't comfortable sending their kids around even when we started uh, kind of meeting back up. And so everything kind of took a, a toll um, and, and 
kind of everything kind of dropped off. Uh, our numbers were way down and things like that. And it's just, yeah, everybody's busy and things like that. But COVID just kind of was another thing that kind of added to it. And so for over a year and a half now, it's kind of felt like you haven't got to have those personal connections with uh, the people that you're around. And I think everybody yeah. could agree with that. Even, I mean, as a teacher, you don't have students every single day and you guys do this thing, remote learning now. And so I think yeah. everybody as a society, we we manage with this social media stuff. We manage with the online stuff, but we are starting to see that there's a big difference. Yeah. It. Like, um, and I think that all of us can relate to like the whole idea of like, when you're not with people physically with them built that building of relationships is really hard and so even when you know you think of it now and you're like oh we're, we're kind we're, we we're we seem like we're at the end of this pandemic we see like we're coming we feel like we're coming out of it like mandates have been dropping off like you can get back together like we saw like thousands of people and like at the super bowl like people are going to concerts masks aren't mandated everywhere like it's like a personal choice type thing like so you're starting to feel like we're coming out of this and it should all just go back to normal but in like in reality and what we kind of witnessed and experienced this weekend was just because it's over doesn't mean it's just like a snap of your fingers and everything's back to normal like now we have to learn how to refoster those relationships and rebuild that. So even when we were able to start meeting back in person, it was this battle of, is it even worth it? Because only three kids show up, only five right. kids show up. If it's a good day, seven or eight kids show up like, and that it's just, which yes, it's worth it for every right. any kid that shows up, but it's just a matter of like, how can we get our youth group that was once so and so successful in means of like, that's where people wanted to be and they didn't want to go home at the end of a night, like, how do we get back to that? And, you know, can we get back to that after this? Like, what's it going to take? Um, right. And this past weekend was kind of the first weekend we've gotten, I'll use the word exposed to a lot of students at one time. I mean, yeah. we took close to 30 kids with us this past weekend. And so, you know, it kind of got, there was a lot of conversation we got to talk to these kids quite a bit. And we started to kind of see some of the results of what's happened over the last couple of years. And I think um, when we all kind of think about this, we can see these certain results in, in our lives too. But we learned that most of our students were in isolation. Like big time isolation. Big time isolation. Like we think, yeah, we were in isolation too. But as adults, Josh and I, I right. have a, a pictures that came up from almost exactly, um, was it three years ago? Two years ago. Been two full years ago. Yeah. yeah, where when it when the whole when the pandemic hit and we went like a, the whole world everything kind of canceled, shut down, right? shut down, closed. And I have pictures of Josh and I taking Jameson out to our the state park here, like mm -hmm. Salt Fork State Park, because you could like it was something we could do to get out of the house. These young people, these middle schoolers and these now high schoolers, they didn't have a license. They didn't have like a way to get out and go do whatever they wanted just to get some some freedom to get yeah, away. I think I think as like a young I'll call us young married couple with kids, <laughs> like it was almost like a exciting time yeah, to like actually have the world slow down and me and you get to spend a lot of time together with our kids to watch them grow kid. up and like <laughs> with our kid. Yeah. Drew wasn't even here at that time. And that's but like for us it was such an for a certain amount of time. It was yeah. an exciting time to just everything slow down. But when you take it from the kids perspective, like you said, 
they didn't have their license. They yeah. couldn't just go out and drive. They spent a lot of time I was, home alone. Parents were still trying to figure out. A lot of people still worked. Not everybody yeah, stayed at home. Yeah. And so kids oftentimes were well, left by like, themselves. So again, I think most families were like, okay, yeah, we can, we can spend time together at the beginning of it. Like right, we can do that. Right. But then it was like parents started going back to work and kids stayed at home alone right. and it, they were left to their own devices. And they would like, I literally know, like after this weekend, I learned about students who used to be like, these social butterflies and always wanted to be out and around with friends. One of them literally was like, I can't function if I don't spend time at home alone in my room. Right. And it was, that was so eye opening to me. Like, yeah, it, it really is. But when we think about the results of the last few years, it's easy to see why that would happen. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. You think about the school setting, they went back to school. They got told where they're going to sit. They got to, or didn't get to, but they wore masks. So part of them literally was like, Covered. hidden yeah. in isolation there as well and they just kind of got used to everything everything got no it became normal to be by yourself and to do things by yourself i don't know about school settings but i remember group work we, probably wasn't a big thing no anymore. it wasn't at all i remember when we came back it was like we couldn't get kids to talk not to each other not to us yeah. It was a, it was like they, they didn't know either they didn't feel comfortable with the masks or they didn't want to, or they were, or they just didn't know. It was almost like they didn't know how to talk and have a discussion anymore. It was wild. And while things this year ha at school have seemed better, you still just see the effects of like, they just, their free time, like they want to be on their Chromebooks just playing games or they want to be scrolling on their phones and, or they like, it's, it's really hard to get them to just socialize and be together and foster new relationships and gain new friendships. And so well, it's because like, like the socializing norm completely flipped. Oh yeah. Because 100%. it went from talking at school and being on teams together and being in class together to literally chatting over zoom calls or chatting over, you know, video games, video games were yeah. always a big thing, but then it turned into like literally, you could stay at home and talk to your friends and you never had to have that. Well, and a friend, a friend of mine at school and I, we were talking to like these, so, so many of our young people and like, even us adults are guilty of it, but you know, TikTok was a thing, but the pandemic hit and it blew up because that was the way that kids socialized. They found something they liked and they tried to reenact it. They wanted to do it. They wanted like that became their thing thing that became what they did like it was like trying to just like i don't know that that was just like the the popular thing to do mm -hmm. and it was so and all there's and tiktok is one of those things it's, it's not like and same with, with snapchat and any social media really like you can't screen all of those things so you know when these kids are sitting at home alone in their bedrooms because they're tired of being with their family all the time or because their family's gone back to work or whatever they're home alone scrolling through literally all that the world has to offer good and bad at their fingertips like able like being able to access that and i think that's why we see so many other like issues that our teenagers are struggling with right now mm -hmm. like whether that just be like sexuality issues or whether it be like um relationship issues with like how far is too far with a like a a, a boyfriend or girlfriend like or even just like friendships, like who are their real friends? Like here I'm going through a crisis and this person I thought was my friend hasn't even reached out. Like it is just wild, but it makes 
sense when it, you think about what they've gone through and the right. perspective they have of this whole thing. It's not just like us. Like, right. it's yeah. not the same. And it, it's been so easy to look at the the younger generation and look at it and say, you know, look at everything they lost, like as far as sporting events and maybe even a year in school and all of these like kind of physical things that they actually lost or the trips that they didn't get to go on. But it's like they missed out on a lot of interaction. And for yeah. a lot of them, it was at a really formidable, is that a good word? Yeah. Years of their life. And so it's just like over the past weekend and, and a lot of the conversation we have with the people we're talking about were good conversations. Great it's conversations. just like, it's just amazing to sit back and see the results of, of what became normal. Right. Like um, in those to conversations. So many people. Yeah. In those conversations, it was, it started making me realize more about like more than just, oh, they lost this and they lost that. But unfortunately, they gained this new normal that I would never want to deal with. Right. But I think if we sit here, there's a lot of adults that have, that are going through the same thing as this kind of thing too. You know what I mean? In a yeah. sense. Yeah. But, so I think it, it's just a whole nother side of this whole pandemic that, uh, you know, we never thought we would even have to deal with. But Yeah. There's, it's just, it's very interesting to try to like see it from others, others perspectives because I, it's such a different it's such a different experience. Yeah, everybody had different experiences. Like, yeah. just like our experience was different. You know, we were, it's, it, we used it, we saw it as a benefit for a long time. That, hey, we get to spend so much, like those last three months with Jameson before Drew right. entered the picture. And yeah. then like, then getting to stay at home even longer with a newborn baby. And then like, yeah. kind of gradually getting to transition back into volleyball and things like that. It was all kind of like, on our end, seem like positive things but then there's other people on other sides of the spectrum where it was all just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse so right and uh we keep referencing this past weekend and this winterfest weekend and um if you are a church of christ person of any kind you've probably heard of winterfest and uh it is a gathering of church of christ youths from across the nation there's two there's one in texas there's one in gatlinburg tennessee and that's the one that our church always goes to and this year the theme was shipwrecked and that's kind of what got us talking about it like obviously the whole purpose behind the theme was to talk about how do we take heart how do we move on um, and move through this times of trouble with Jesus. Yeah. yeah through can. times of trouble, yeah. like COVID and like this pandemic that we've been facing, like, so how do we take trouble like this and this isolation and this frustration and like this new normal that nobody likes, like how, how do we, how do we truly function, um, in the best way? And how, how do we lean on Jesus and lean on God through those times? And, um, so it really, it was a perfect opportunity. We talk about how like the youth group had like plummeted and was like nearly non-existent. And we know it was frustrating for the three or four like committed youth group people that would still come when we had, when we went and did things or we had, we had youth group meetings at the church. And, um, it was just like, we knew we needed something. We needed a way to reconnect with these kids and try to rebuild what we had lost. And this weekend and with that type of a theme, it kind of went hand in hand with helping us rebuild that. Yeah, because I, I, when I think about Winterfest, if you're not sure of what it is, it's kind of like the uh, Super Bowl of youth ministry. 
Like it's something yeah. you look forward to and it's exciting and it's this big, awesome thing. And so, and, and many of our students have gone before, so it makes it easy to kind of like get them excited about it. But I think we have hit, and I've talked to a lot of people um, just through the church and different things and different people about like this COVID fatigue. Like we just have kind of reached this point where we're like tired and ready to move on to something else. And so this was kind of like, finally a moment of just let's get out of here and let's go to to Winterfest. And so we did, we took a, a good amount of kids. We got close to 30, I think 25 or something like that. Yep. But it, it was a, a great thing. Um, but it was a lot of changes for us this year too. Um, in the past, we used to go and we would stay at a certain hotel that was right across from the Civic Center. And it was really convenient to be right there next to the building um, that we would always go into for the sessions. But when you stay at a hotel and you're taking a large group of people, it became easy to get separated, especially when everybody has their own rooms. And you the, pretty much just hung out with the people you roomed with, which or the friends that you came with. Like, right. Was... And which was nice, but also Winterfest is one of those bigger trips that like, you try to get new people involved in. And so you'd be taking quite a few new people and then you didn't always get to connect with them. Um, so then you left the weekend and it was like, well, we, we took 53 people, but I only connected with 15, <laughs> you know, or 10. Yeah. So we had really even thought coming back from Winterfest in 2019, 2020, 2020. Right yeah, we, it was literally like two weeks right before, before the world yeah. shut down. We coming back from Winterfest and Morgan and I were kind of talking about what do we want to do differently uh, moving forward in that connection is crazy to think about now. Yeah, but we were so focused on how are we going to connect better with these teenagers that are going <laughs> that like we want it to be something that when we come back, we feel like this great connection with these kids because it wasn't quite happening in the hotel room because it right. was just so much separation and things like that. And so literally coming home from Winterfest, we're typing out and thinking all of these things of here's what we want to do differently. And we kind of came up with this dream or this vision of it. Like we'd love to make this thing into more of a retreat where we stay at a cabin and it's more geared towards the teenagers. And it's all about building the relationships yeah. and it's all about building this connection with these kids. And our, so, yeah, I mean, our, our sorry, I interrupted. No, you're fine. Our church is like, every year they they know and they expect these big groups of people to go to Winterfest. But every year it's like you have just as many adults as you have teens. And it's not a bad thing per se, but it's like, you know, when we're sitting here reflecting back on the weekend, we're like, this is a youth event. This is for youth ages seven like, or grade seven, 12. Like this is where you like, that's what you want is like, this should be the bulk of it and they should be the purpose. And, you know, it was just like, we love all the adults that always wanted to go. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it was like, does that, does that put the focus on the youth group? Like, are these adults that are going, are they building relationships with these youths? Are right. they, are they helping grow our youth ministry at the church? Like it, it almost felt like as the leaders of the youth group coming back, you kind of felt a little bit empty. Like there yeah. was more that could have, you could have done could have over done that more. weekend. And so we were really focusing on how are we going to do that better and so we literally like coming home because it's you know you're, you're always planning right as you come back because it's all fresh in your mind Reflecting. we were thinking all of these things like we're going to try a cabin and we're going to really focus on these teenagers and all these things and then literally literally like two weeks after we got back the world was flipped upside down oh, and yeah. so going into 2021 there was no winter fest because obviously we were still in the heart of the pandemic 
And so it was online. But again, going back to the struggles we were having, we watched online. It was but not a successful. You didn't have the connections. We also only had five or six kids that showed up. Uh, and I myself was the leader in watching this video going, I'm not I'm just, it's not this. the same. It's not the yeah. same. Um, and so just to kind of fill you in on how we got to where we got and kind of what we're talking about, the results of what we're talking about. When we found out that 2022 was going to happen, uh, Winterfest was going to happen, we, Morgan and I started thinking like this, the, the kids in our area, the kids at church need a spark. We need something that's going to just kind of get us back moving and going again. And so when, when we found out Winterfest was going to happen, it was like, we're going to do everything we can to make this a really awesome weekend for them. And, you know, the vision behind it was literally let's spark something for these kids to get excited about. And so as it started getting closer and closer, it just felt like the right time to make some changes. So we did do the cabin. Uh, we kind of sat down with a lot of adults and said, hey, this is the vision. We want this to be Youth all center. about these kids and it's going to be all about them. And if you're going, you're going to be a part of that. And of course, everybody bought in yeah. uh, that wanted to be a part it of it. So, and so it was amazing, really. And, and it was one of those things. One of the elders asked me just the other day how it went. And I said, do you ever have something that you have a vision for? And like in your head, you see how it's going to play out. I said it, it played out just how. I, I, we kind of intended it yeah. to be. And so we had a great time. We went to the cabin. Uh, we took a bunch of, uh, we took 25 kids with us. We took, I think 16 adults or something like that. Uh, took our two boys. Took our, we ended up taking our boys, which we weren't trying to, but it, it happened. We took our boys. It was so fun to see our youth kids love interact kids. and love on our kids because some of them haven't seen them in a long time too, but um, I really, truly believe it was a great weekend. I think yeah. that, um, obviously connections were made. That's why we're talking to you about what we're talking about, because we kind of saw that play out, but I feel like too, like it was obvious. Um, it was obvious that these kids, like as much as Josh and I were searching for something that these kids wanted to be a part of for the last two years to get the youth excited again to be a part of youth group and to be with like to be a part of something that like centers them and brings them back to God. And it, like and as much people. as people, yeah, as much <laughs> as we were looking for that this weekend, this past weekend, like assured and like showed us that they were looking for it too. Yeah. I think. And within we, like 12 hours, you could see that literally but, between the van ride down and, and getting there. You could I just, mean, kids who had never even spent in the same room together we're talking, hanging out, like eating next to each other, laughing, like playing games. Like it was crazy. The it was transformation we watched happen. Refreshing. It was, it was. Yeah, it's refreshing. And it was, it was like, okay, you know what? We do still have a purpose here. We do still have something that we can do and offer these kids. And this can be it. This can be what ignites the youth group again. This can be, um, you know, what helps to build those relationships. And these kids didn't just build relationships with other youth groups or other youth kids they built relationships with some of the adults that mm -hmm. got to be a part of it too because of the way we set that up. So now these these kids not only are finding a new place that they can come on Sundays for Bible class and on Wednesdays for youth group to to gain like a friendship, but they've also started fostering relationships with trusted adults that they can come to in times of like struggle. And um, 
And like that, that was a huge thing for us. We wanted that. We wanted it to not always fall on us. Like, not that we didn't like it, but we wanted to have that support. We wanted them to feel, we want these kids to feel like they have a whole community, a whole family of people that want them to go to heaven and they want them to have, to be successful. And we want like these adults, us, we want to help them through their hard times, through their struggles and through their, uh, through their frustrations, through their, like their confusion and through their, like, we want to help be there, like be there to help them in any way that we can. And we did like, we've been searching for a way to, to get that back. And I think this past weekend really helped us find that. Yeah. So, and I think saying these things and hearing you say all of this, I think if, if you're someone listening and you're wondering, okay, where do I fall into any of this? I'm not a youth group kid. Like, I think it's just like valuable to hear that there are so many different struggles that have come th- through this pandemic and that we are seeing the results of some of those just now, even at this point. And so I would encourage anybody that has kind of fallen into that new normalcy that wants to try to find a new routine, find a group of people that you can get with and hang out with and and start to build those bonds back up. Because I think that's what so many people need right now. We've just been so isolated in so many different ways. And I think if you could just get yourself around some more people in any kind of setting, whether that's playing Y volleyball or like a small yeah. group, whatever what it is, say, it I think just, it doesn't have to be a weekend retreat in a cabin with 50 people. Like it can be, uh, it uh, can be an intimate setting. It can be regular coffee dates with some people that you trust game and love night like, or anything. Can, just like, I think that's, what's so refreshing was to, it was refreshing for us to get around kids and kind of feel that again. But it was, you could see how refreshing it was for the students to be among students outside of a building that they have to go to for school and outside of a place where it's kind of structured just to get to be themselves. And so that was probably one of my favorite things I heard was, you know, what is something Josh in our devos for the first night, Josh asked everyone to answer the question, like, what is something you are? um, What's an expectation you have for this weekend? What is something you're excited for? Like, what is something you're hoping to, to, to uh, be a part of? And it was Hannah Barris. So shout out Hannah B um, who said, I am just most like excited and just so, so I'm most excited to just have fun, like to just be somewhere where we can laugh and have fun and spend quality time together. And it, and that's exactly what this weekend was for so many of us. Like it was this just refreshing breath of, of fun, enjoyment and joy. Like it was such a good weekend. There's so, no complaint. Encourage you to go find your fun. Go find your, your fun. enjoyment. Call us. We'll do something with you. We're fun, I think. Um, yeah. But we'll go to yeah. a trampoline park with you and Might have, have fun or whatnot. But I think that's just the, just like the overall message I want anybody to hear. It's just like make connections. And get connected fun. with some people and have some fun because find people that you that's can what happened. And then I think with. some there was bigger things that happened as well on that trip but it all started because of just connecting again with people um but we had a great weekend we did and it kind of sparked us i think in a sense to even want to jump back on here and things like hopefully share share some fun and joy with you as well along the way so hope that all kind of makes sense for anybody listening (laughs) 
Welcome back to Q&A, thinking of Winterfest. Um, Morgan, I think you've been going since you were, you went a couple times as a, a high school student, right? I went one Once time. as a high school student. I've been going since I was literally, I think, 12 years old. So I think this was year 16 or 17 for me, which is wild that to is think wild. about. Isn't that crazy? Gosh. Isn't that crazy? But I think it was year... Um, I think this is year 17 for me, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, what is a favorite memory or moment that you have, um, from Winterfest, whether that's this year or in the past? I'm going to go this year because it is by far the best Winterfest year I've ever experienced mm -hmm. ever. Uh, I don't have 16 years worth of experience, but 17, seven, whatever, uh, this, this past year was just, it was awesome. Um, my favorite my favorite memory or my favorite moment and we kind of said something we mentioned it earlier i cannot get over um how much every person there loved our kids like loved our boys um it, they weren't supposed to go with us and uh they got to uh, because of some family situations uh on my end and uh so they got to come and I was stressing out about like, they are not going to make it through these two hour, um, sessions at like in the convention center. I don't want to deal with them running out in the halls and running in the back. Like, so, um, I started talking to some of the adults that were going and like Josh's parents were going there part of our kitchen crew this year. And we just started asking like, would you be willing to like stay back at a session? And so Josh's mom stayed with them for one session. Um, and then we had a, a couple uh, that went with us, uh, Chris and Tracy Jackson, and they stayed back a session. And then I stayed back with them a session. And so they always had someone there to play with them and keep them busy. And uh, Chris and Tracy took them to the aquarium, which I thought was like, that is, that just blows my mind that they would think to, to take them down there and do that with them and get them out of the cabin. Cause that's where they spent all of their time. Um, and then, um, just also like just the kids, I was so nervous that these kids were going to get so annoyed with our, <laughs> our boys running around. And I don't know that they ever got annoyed. No, Claire might've for a second when Jameson was like, this is my girlfriend and I want to spend all my time with her. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's a little clingy there. For a minute, but. <laughs> but the high school boys, the middle school boys, they played basketball with them. They let him, they let Jameson play pool. Uh, I don't know how many times Brady McManoway watched the Grinch with Drew, like 32 times at least <laughs> like it. I mean, it was just literally, it's enough to like make me want to cry how loved they were by every single person yeah. that was in that house. And there were, 50 some of us, like there were 50 people in the house and every single person loved them and loved them hard and loved them well. Yeah. Like they just, it was, it was awesome. Like I, I don't, I spent less time with my kids than everybody else there. I think like I, I Tacey fed Drew almost every meal. Like Tacey had Drew, like I didn't have to do anything yeah. except for put my kids to bed and yeah. that one nap time. And, and I did that one time. You did so do you that one time. Know. And then <laughs> there, 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 there was that one nap time and that was pretty much it. Like, but everybody else, like the one thing I was the most stressed about ended up being the best. Yeah. Like memory. the biggest, best part of it. Anyways, what's yours? I, I'll go with two. Cause I don't want to go with just this year. Cause I feel like that's, <laughs> I'm going to go there, but one of mine was 17 years ago. 
Uh, it was the first year I ever went. It was in seventh grade. You saw me in passing? I no. saw Morgan in passing, <laughs> and I looked at the guy next to me, and I said, I'm, I'm going to marry that girl. girl. And uh, not, that's totally not what happened. Not true but Because uh, I, I was in seventh grade, I was more concerned about the corny T-shirts that they had. So, um, <laughs> But anyway, there was a, um, there was a guy, um, Jeff Riggins. Um, he went with us, and his son went with us. And it was um, me and my brother... I mean, I think my dad was there with us, maybe mama and dad, but it doesn't matter. We came out of the Saturday night session and it was pouring snow, like dumping buckets of snow out there in the mountains. And uh, the most snow I'd ever seen what, when we'd been in Gatlinburg. So it was, a, it was a lot. But we walk out and it's snowing. And I remember thinking, oh man, what are we going to do? Like, And Jeff Riggins took us up to the parking garage. And we went on the very top of the parking garage there in Gatlinburg. And we had, it was like six of us up there and we had a snowball fight and I'll never forget it. It was so much fun. And then after we played and had that snowball fight, uh, we started taking snowballs and throwing them down at people too. But I'll just never forget that memory because I think it was the first time it clicked to me that um, Christians can have fun and like do something exciting. Like, because as a seventh grader, it was just like church was kind of this thing that we were kind of being like, you know, dragged to and it was supposed to be a part of it and all these things and i think that was like the first time in my life as a seventh grader that it kind of clicked like okay you can do the churchy stuff but you can also have fun with churchy people um and so obviously that was a pivotal moment in my life but um so that's one memory but honestly this year um, i said it before but when you have a vision for something and it plays out um it's kind of cool and to just I felt like for the first time in two years, I was back in my element. Like uh, we did a a scavenger hunt in the cabin and to to yell out, I'm looking for the longest attached toenail and to just see the room light up with laughter and like grossness that just felt like youth ministry. It just felt good. So I think just being back in that moment and it almost made you, and we could say this about so many things, but just like an appreciation of what, you you always had and so after losing that for two years and doing so much of the struggles of of trying to get kids around and doing the online things just to be there and to be in a moment of laughter over a, a toenail was yeah. was was great and yeah. cool so that that's definitely plus it, it, it i think this will go down as one of my all-time favorite trips but we'll see because it's so fresh but we'll see but anyway yeah uh, morgan has another question for us to answer. And this one is, what is a plan or a goal that we are setting next kind of for our ministry? So do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go first this time. Uh, I think just the next goal, especially as far as the youth side of it, I want to give these students the most opportunity to keep things going. Um, so I don't know necessarily what the very next thing is. I can tell you what the next thing on the calendar is. <laughs> We're going laser tagging. Um, so if you're a teenager listening, you want to go to that, but I think just, it doesn't even have to be big events. I just want the next few Wednesday nights and Sunday night to give Sunday mornings, to give these kids a purpose and to give them something to keep striving for and to stay at this mountaintop experience that they're at and just keep this thing rolling. I think that's kind of my goal is to not let, like, let's not just have this great moment at Winterfest. Let's keep it, let's keep it going. Why not have it just continually rolling and running? So that's kind of 
my goal also my goal is that we can keep doing this podcast in a good way so that would be another one too but uh definitely that i would love i want to make this something that is impactful in people's lives like you know make like not just the people like to listen because they're our friends and i like to listen but like that you know it is something that people are could be a resource yeah to people but i would say uh my plan or my goal for ministry for our ministry for my ministry i um i feel like i'm finally so when i first started dating you and coming around and we got married and like you finally were like full-time into the youth ministry i felt like i had such a golden opportunity to like create good relationships with the girls and the youth group um and ever since having kids i've just felt like i am useless like there were so many weeks and months especially through the pandemic where i was like it is pointless for me to even show up to youth group because all i'm doing is being a mom chasing kids around whatever so i just like i have just felt like my goal in ministry anymore is to be a mom that raises her kids right like uh so i feel like i'm finally at a good point where i can try to give like i can finally give some more energy to like the teenage girls that come around like to be someone that's there for them and to be someone that like uh that is actually like more than just these minister's wife that shows up but actually like a like a i don't know like someone in their lives that they can count on and uh i would love to see we've talked about it before like i would love to see us be able to have like teen boy and teen girl classes i would love to be able to like plan through that and and give meaningful real like good lessons that apply to what young girls are facing and dealing with like i want to be able to provide that and do some of that in some way yeah i think that's good <laughs> thanks babe. Just, yeah so those are some of our um church. favorite memories and <laughs> goals and plans and things like that coming forward so i think it's it's always good for people to set goals and uh kind of even have expectations of things and so encourage you to do the same kind of thinking in those but we are so thankful for you for listening this week hopefully you don't have a random question i do have a random question yeah but i want to do this plug real quick but we are thankful that you chose to listen to us today today or whenever you chose to we do apologize for missing out on you for a few months there but uh it was a lot of fun being back I had a lot of fun. I think you had fun. You're shaking your head, yes. Um, but random question before we tie things up here. What is your most recent embarrassing moment? My most recent, most embarrassing moment? Yeah, like what's something happened recently that kind of embarrassed you? Uh, maybe when I had to take my thrashing toddler out of the middle of a high school game because he was literally trying to like leap out of my arms into the diaper bag to get the iPad we took away from him. I don't know. Okay. Or when I grabbed his face because he was biting me, I grabbed his mouth and said, don't bite me. That was I feel weird. like lots of people, and I know probably very few people were staring at me, but it's I, hard not to stare when there, so those people that were surrounding us were definitely looking. I think if I remember right, the whole gym was looking at you. That's not what you say about those moments oh i'm just kidding 
um, I mine would be mine would be the parenting moments where I have to literally like. Yeah, those are uh, those are fun moments for just, sure. And I know I shouldn't be embarrassed by them because I know everyone's been there. Well, not everyone, but you got an embarrassed moment. Well, I was thinking the other day I was going to uh, going to one of the schools for FCA and I spilt coffee on my pants <laughs> and. Uh, it was in a spot where it kind of made it look like I would have peed my pants. So <laughs> I was trying to pull my hoodie down <laughs> to cover up the spot. But luckily, I think it faded away enough to where it didn't look like I peed my pants. But it was one of those moments yeah. where it happened, driving in the car and the coffee cup kind of bumps and spills. And it was in the moment I was like, I can't even walk into the school right now because I'm going to think I peed my pants. So I was pretty embarrassed getting out of the car and then it just kind of went okay. <laughs> There's just little things that happen like that, that you just yeah. You th- it's funny how we think everybody's seeing like we're, that we're but so important really, that everybody wants to yeah. see every little detail of what's going yeah, on in yeah. us. But anyway, if you have an embarrassing story, I'd like to hear it. But we're gonna bring Josh back. Wants to laugh at you. We're gonna yeah. I want to laugh at you. That's what I'm doing. We are we are gonna bring back an episode in just another week. So in two weeks. In two weeks. So yeah, we'll bring another episode to you in two weeks. Okay. We hope that you have a great week. Yeah, we um, um we're gonna be traveling to Texas. So we'll have some stories to share, I'm sure, over the travels with the boys sure. on an airplane to Texas. So yeah. that'll be next episode. You'll get yeah. to hear some about that journey. I'm sure we'll say yeah. something about it. Uh we hope that this week that you guys can just, you know, uh be reminded of the importance of seeing things from other people's perspectives and getting a good view on, you know, not just the way you see things, but the way that other people see them too. And, you know, you don't always have to agree with it or see it the exact same way they do, but just being able to understand things from, from various perspectives and various viewpoints just makes you, a, uh, I think a more knowledgeable person all around. It also helps you to be a little bit more empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this situation with, what we experienced, it really helped us understand our youth just a little bit more, our, our teenagers and what they're going through. And, you know, we just... Hopefully that helps you understand the people around you in your life, yeah. too. Just seeing so, it from that. And just the importance of building those connections with those people and having fun. So enjoy your coffee this week, and we hope you have a great week. Yeah. See you guys. Peace.